everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. My name is Heidi. And I'm Stephanie, and it is a terrific Tuesday. <laughs> it's a terrific Tuesday during the crazy month of December, and we are deep into the holiday season of all kinds of holidays. So, yes, how about that? I So, we've already started. Chat room is already rolling. Yeah. So, our topic tonight, we'll get to it, but we're going to be talking about Krampus and other creepy Christmas cryptids. Oh, say that five times Mm -hmm. fast. So Joe in the chat room said reindeer with glowing noses. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I suppose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe Rudolph would be a cryptid, right? Maybe, maybe I just think he's a, he's a reindeer with, okay. But then if we're going to talk about Rudolph, we have to talk about the fact that Rudolph and all the reindeer are probably girls and not boys. Right. I mean, because they have their antlers. Rudolphina. I think we should call right. it Rudy for short, right? Because, you know, I mean, male reindeer lose their antlers right. shortly after rutting season, which is in You know, that's just how it goes. It's all it is the, how it is. The glory is taken I, by the guys. The women do the work. We get I, no credit. Here's what, <laughs> here's what I'm saying, though. How Easy. would guys find their way around the planet? You know, I mean, girls are always the one that look at maps and then they, you know, ask for directions. And, you know, guys will never do that. Right? I Although, <laughs> I mean, if any reindeer are flying, I think they'd know how to get from A to B. So I don't well, know that that is a so. male-female thing. So. But, I'm just going to say that. You know, leave it but, to women to, to, you know, give that jolly old fat guy a ride. You know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, dear. We're going to stop now and only women can do that. Direct. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, how you doing? I am doing good. I'm doing good. So, yeah, it's um tired tonight, but otherwise, you know, it's all good. It's this cold, I think, you know, and when it's chilly like this, it's hard to get out and, and do anything, you know, like Melly and I walked for our normal walk early this morning, but we didn't go this afternoon, which is kind of a bummer, you know, because normally I like to take her to the woods right after work, but I just knew she wouldn't enjoy it. It's just too chilly, you know, for her. So plus I had stuff to do, but yeah, we've been, 
been, um, you know, busy doing stuff, you know, got the house ready for the holidays and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So all that fun stuff, it only happens once a year, you know, and then you have all the stuff up for two or three weeks and then you go to the task of taking it all away and putting it away, you know. So it's fun. I love it, though. How about you? We, you know, it's. I haven't thought it. I haven't thought it was very cold. Although my dogs would disagree, so we haven't been doing as many walks. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's been nice. I think it's been nice out. And but it doesn't. I don't know. I'm not doing anything different other than not 400 paranormal classes. So that's mm-hmm. been nice. Mm-hmm. But well, otherwise, not- everything's kind of the same. It feels like. Yeah. And, you know, normally I'm outside a lot and I was over the weekend too, but I have a little bit, a little tidge of a cold or something, you know? And so I know when I was out, I went for a long walk on Sunday in the park and I think it really got to me because then I was all stuffed up yesterday, you know? And so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be good and not go for that extra walk for a couple of days and see if, you know, we can, but now tomorrow, tomorrow <laughs> we're going to start because I just, I'm, you know, I need to get in the woods in, in the afternoon after work. You know, it's just a good thing to do. And the exercise doesn't, doesn't, um, always helps. So, but yeah, other than that, there's a lot, there's a lot of things going on in the, in the metaphysical world right now. You Mm -hmm. know, the new moon starts today, correct? New moon is today. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mercury retrograde is tomorrow. I know, I know. And then through January 1st. If the what's the first through now or tomorrow through January 1st is Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Which of course, you know, it's been ramping up. It's not just boom tomorrow. So it's been ramping up. And yeah. then of course, after the first, it'll kind of ramp down again. But yeah, over the holidays is always a treat. I mean, it's not the holidays for everybody and I get that, but it's, um, there's a lot going on for a lot of people right now. And right. it's, you know, to have Mercury retrograde in there. Just make sure you're double checking everything. Yeah. Especially plans, all that. Yep. Yep. Well, sometimes Mercury retrograde is one of those things where either it hits me really hard or I have no idea it's even happening. So I know that you have a little kind of a astrological listing of who it's gonna because different ones are different. And so mm-hmm. you know, maybe you can just talk a little bit about who's gonna be most affected by this one. I think the last one was bad for me, if I remember correctly. So maybe this one will be a little bit easier go. Yeah, this, um, so I do, I didn't come up with this. I'm getting this off of, this is actually from the today.com website, Today Show. And um, they're talking about with communication and travel issues on both sides of that. So just watch your communication, double check all your travel plans, and make sure everything, you know, I's and T's dotted, crossed, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're talking specifically about some of these signs will find people coming back into your life that you thought were MIA, gone, not, you haven't heard from them in a while. So you might be hearing from people um, in the near future here that you mm-hmm. haven't heard from in a while. So just be ready for that. So here's retrograde by sign. This is your sun sign only. Mm-hmm. And how you might be affected. I'll buzz through these so that we don't take forever. So first is Aries. It says, even mm-hmm. if you're taking a few days off this holiday st- season, try to stay connected. There might be people who need you. It's not easy to be a leader, Aries, but you are a good one. So lead if you must over the 
retrograde season here. Taurus is next. It takes maturity to admit when you're wrong. Take responsibility for your actions and your outbursts, Taurus. Mm, Watch that temper. It's important to show others that you're actively working on self-improvement and personal growth. Okay, Okay, so that's my sister. I'm going to have to tell her that. (laughs) (laughs) So Taurus, you might have some, some work to do there. Yeah. Okay, Gemini. Prepare yourself for a run-in with the past this month. And by the past, we mean exes. Take this opportunity to make the most out of the encounter and cre- or create a new relationship. So new relationship with an old relationship, I guess. Maybe turn mm. it into something new. Interesting. Okay. Cancer, here's you, Steph. Yeah. Welcome in change. We dare you. Things are going to feel different for a while as you adjust. But the changes aren't ones you've been needing to... The changes are ones that you've been needing to make for a while. Commit to the new bit. Ooh, commit. So oh, change is like coming. That. Get ready and and settle into it. All right, Leo. Uh, sometimes unexpected issues can disrupt everyday routines and make things challenging. These disruptions could be minor, like traffic that you can't predict, or bigger, like changes to your holiday plans. But it's important not to let them get in the way of having a good time, so go with the flow. So Taurus and Leo sound so far like they might struggle a little bit with this one. Mm -hmm. Virgo, if you find it difficult to tap into your creativity, it'll be helpful to give your mind some rest. You can seek inspiration from sources like nature or meditation. This will give you an opportunity to reconnect with yourself and find a new perspective before attempting to achieve your goals. So R&R before you get, get after it. All right, Libra. This is a perfect opportunity to declutter and spruce up your living space. Instead of jumping straight to a paint, oh, instead of jumping straight to painting the walls a new color, considering adding small details such as throw pillows or a new welcome mat. This will allow you to refresh your home without committing to a drastic change. So little changes. Mm-hmm. All right, Scorpio, you're next. If you aren't feeling yourself lately, don't make any major decisions while you're in this frame of mind. Double check your texts and emails before sending them. You'll want your words to be aligned with your truth. Okay, Sagittarius, keep the receipts for any purchases made during this holiday season as some of them might be regrettable. This will be helpful in case you decide to return or exchange any items. You may receive duplicate gifts and need to make a change for something other than what you received. So... A little back and forth on that one. Yeah. All right. Here is mine, Capricorn. Yeah. Reflecting on the past and feeling nostalgic often happens when spending time with family and friends. Embrace these moments as they can help you understand where you are in the present and where you want to be in the future. Engage in meaningful conversations to create new memories. Sounds great. Aquarius, try out activities that stimulate your mind and body. Spend a few moments in silence. Take a long walk. Have a conversation with your inner self. Do whatever it takes to know what your inner voice sounds like. And last, Pisces, work on expanding and rebuilding your network. These connections could provide valuable insights and lead, oh, and leads that could help you find the right opportunity. It doesn't hurt to ask for insight or an introduction. So networking for Pisces. Mm. There we are. Very good. So, There's all of it. I mean, it sounds Sounds bad, you know, kind of a struggle for a couple of them, but for the rest of them, sounds like a piece of cake. Um, commit to the bit. Commit to the new bit. I like yes, that. I wrote that's that yours. down. Commit to the new bit. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. But yeah, so the new moon so so the new moon tonight is in Sagittarius and um it's saying that 
it focuses on accepting your past and moving forward. So isn't that what it just said about camp, my, my sign? I didn't hear mm-hmm. that really in the other signs, though. But um, it impacts all zodiac signs, but Sagittarius and Gemini will feel it the most. And are they the two that both had? No, it was Taurus and another one that we talked about that had the, the more difficult issues. Yeah, um, I can't now. I can't remember because I'm already moving either. on to I the next thing. Nice Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. So, well, cool, awesome. Well, now you heard it here, people. So it's the new moon. You have to, you know, accept your past and move forward. Make those, you know, new moon, um, new moon intentions for the month. Yep. Yep, and, and maybe also, it'll help you with exactly. the planetary alignment. Um, Joe in the chat room also said that I think it's the, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, the Geminid um, meteor, meteor shower. shower. I did hear right? that. Yep. It's, so it's like, that it's like is peaking right now. Yeah, it's like What's a three that? in the morning though, you know, I'm well, super late. Okay, but you, I mean, you can still see some, you know, it's mm-hmm. like throughout the, I, I mean, imagine. it's been going on for a while now from yeah. what I remember. I was looking this up a couple of weeks ago and uh, it's been going on for a while, but I think it's peaking here in the mm-hmm. in the earlier part of December. So, uh, but it's been going on for a while and they'll keep going. So, but they're saying that um, sky watchers could be treated to around 120 shooting stars per hour. I did hear that. At the peak time, that. if conditions are clear. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. Fun. So, yeah, if you can get out there, it peaks tomorrow night, Jill is telling us. So, I mean, I'm guessing you'll still be able to see them even if you wait till the weekend, but you just may not be able to see that number, you know, for, you know, like two every minute or something. Right. Um, He's saying midnight-ish. You know, is it only in Minnesota that we put the ish on everything? Don't you wonder about that? Because I never hear that anywhere else in the country. (laughs) Hmm. It's the ish. And I know even the weather, even the weather people on Channel 9 do that too. You know, they'll say, oh, you know, 40-ish. Or, you know what I mean? And I don't, I never hear that anymore. Maybe else. we're a non committal bunch up here. I know. It's just the ish. Oh, come over. We, about just, seven. we don't want to lock in anything f- no. for sure. Somewhere right around there is fine. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, you know, just a ton of stuff going on. And, um, and of course, the winter solstice happens next week. So, you know what? Even if you don't celebrate any of these, holidays it's still the ending of the year and the beginning of a new one and i think it's just kind of a a special time now in some places they consider the veil to be the thinnest right now rather than at salon which is interesting to me too you know so i don't know i always think it's you know right there but interesting is all i'm saying because when i was going through these stories about these creatures you know the one in norway um for example this lusa or lucy thought it was they said that the right now actually the 12th the old in the old days the 13th of december used to be the solstice so um and they said that was the thinnest that the veil ever was so they're right there you know so interesting never heard that before but what should we start off with i know we we said krampus and he was the one that we have the picture of and you know krampus i've always said looks like the goat man that we were Mm -hmm. looking for down in kentucky yeah, I think a couple of years ago, didn't we start to connect Goatman with mm-hmm. actually the god Pan? Yes. The goat, uh, yes, yes. Hooved, the hooved god Pan and yep. then Krampus. So 
Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, some kind of like all over the place. And so in Germany, you know, I'll, I'll let you talk about Krampus, but in Germany, they celebrate Krampus on the 5th. So we just missed it by mm-hmm. a week, you know, right. um, but we had to have our smart, our smorgasbord last week, you know, but that was, that was last week. But yeah, so Krampus is the big one and I will let you roll. So Krampusnacht is celebrated on December 5th, like we were just saying, and it started, you know, um, Germany and other European countries, and it occurs the night before the celebration of the Feast of St. Nicholas, and that's, uh, so the Krampusnacht is a night where people dress up as the devil or Krampus and chase naughty children through the streets. I kind (laughs) of wonder if they're trying to clear the way for Santa, so Santa only deals with the good ones, like Krampus will take over and just get the other ones out of the way. Um, Anyway, so the children are told off by Krampus and given bundles of rutin, which are a cluster of twigs, so they don't (laughs) forget Krampus after he leaves. Uh, And it's becoming more and more popular all over uh, because of the just kind of the spookiness of it, which, you know, a lot of people are into Halloween. And this kind of gives a little bit of a interesting twist to something that seems a little bit more... uh, merry and bright Mm -hmm. so um anyway so that's uh, a little bit of the krampus knocked uh celebration and he's believed to be a creature that is half man half goat hairy with large horns goats cloven hooves red eyes fangs however they you know the the variations are all over the place from how people say he looks and sometimes he's shown wearing chains or costumes and um Let's see here. Yeah, he carries bundles of twigs that he uses to swat misbehaving yeah. children. Ooh, and yes. yeah, so it's probably the version of like Santa with the coal, you know, yes. except all yes. Krampus, I think, hands out is swatches. So mm-hmm. there you go. You get nothing good from Krampus. No, it says good children, you know, good children. Will they leave shoes out over there? Um and good children will wake up to it with filled with sweets and presents, but bad children receive a rod. Oh, well, yeah, because that's what they're going to beat you with. Because <laughs> you're naughty. Because, yeah. yeah, it's um, there's a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of abuse back, that's you know, on the day guess. that. Wow. Just uh, in some of these legends and folklore, it's really violent. <laughs> so. Anyway, yeah, I don't know that I'd want to see him. Um, although, don't you wonder if the if the the monster down there and or the the goat man of down in Kentucky is same? I mean, they do look the same, and they're both mean and ugly and hooven and you know oh, yeah. half man half goat, and they want to do bad things. Except the yeah. one down there wants to just lure people to their death on that railroad trestle. Well, how is that any different than? Right. An evil entity, right? They're just, they're all naughty. Out for destruction, 100%. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe they're related. Maybe they're all brothers, you know, or or somehow. Or it's the same one, you know. Or it's the same one. I mean, Krampus gets one night. What else is he going to do the rest of the year? Exactly. So then he's going to go haunt bridges and run around, you know, forests and scare people. Yep, yep. And so then next thing you know, he's down in Kentucky down there at that, I forget what the name of that is, the something monster. What do they call him, Heidi? Do you remember what the, um, 
it's an interesting name of that street, and that's what they call him. And I don't, I just can't think of what it is right now. But I mean, he's there without a doubt, without a doubt. So, and we got that picture, you know, of that whatever it was in the background mm-hmm. many years ago, which I don't know, it's bizarre. Looks like a goat to me. I don't know. But, um, yeah, very cool. But, yeah, whip the legs of children, steal hats, and hand out schnapps. Schnapps. Who's handing out schnapps? Well, I don't know. On this one, it says that um, in more modern times, Krampus, the name of that, how did you say it? Krampus? Takes center stage across Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic. Um. This is a nighttime Krampus run in which hundreds of people take to the streets dressed as the demon. They whip the legs of children. So this is still going on, right? Yeah, Um, this is modern. Steal hats and and hand hand out schnapps. Hand out schnapps. And it's it's a 500-year-old tradition. Although now more organized and toned down, it was previously a very raucous occasion with lots of drinking and anarchy. Oh my! <laughs> but yeah, talk about scary guy, Ufta. You wouldn't want him to be hanging around. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on your behavior. Clearly, you don't have yep. to worry about him if you're not naughty. <laughs> Joe said he in the chat room he must vacation in Kentucky. He must That's vacation in it. Kentucky. Yes, he's yes. hanging out there in the summer. You know, enjoying yep. the. The warm weather, yep. hanging out at the Popelick trestle. The Popelick, that's what it is. Popelick, you got it. Popelick, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. But we have heard of other, I think I've heard stories of other goatmen, too. So it's for not sure. just the one of the Popelick's trestle. That just okay, seems, but that's so, like the most, you know, widely known But that's one. the thing is, Santa can do the whole, right. he can get all over the world in one night. So, so why wouldn't Krampus yep. be able to do the same thing, be at this trestle, in this forest, at this whatever? Why not? Maybe he eggs those trolls on, too. You know? Get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. Get those people. Maybe. I don't know. You know, and if they're interdimensional, they could travel quite they easily. They could. They could. Because otherwise, how does Santa do it? Right? Or St. Nick, or, you know, wherever this originated. Yes. But... Krampus would be, you know, it's their, it's Santa's or Saint Nicholas, his evil counterpart, right? Mm-hmm. So they should both, if they're each one half of the coin, one side of the coin, right? Yeah, yeah. They would have similar abilities. Yeah. So absolutely. It's just well, Santa has a he has a heck of a getup with yeah. the reindeer and the sleigh and the whole, and I think um, doesn't Krampus just maybe have some. Minions following him. I think so. I think so. He probably does. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely yeah. not as fancy. No. But what a start. What way to threaten your kids, though? Hey, you better be good. Or in December, Krampus will come and whip you with his whatever, and maybe take you somewhere else. You know. Well, true. Although, I mean, maybe they've toned down the Krampus thing because so far Krampus is like the least. I'd be least worried about him. Considering yeah, I, some of the some of others other... that we're investigating here that we're looking up, he's I, my he's least of our problems. I know. I mean, some of these are just, you know, and when we were kids, okay, so, you know, we were told stories. I mean, we had bad things told to us, right? You know, nowadays, it's like these kids, 
people would never think of telling their kids these things. You know, it's like, oh, come well, on. It gives them a little character. But I mean, well, some no, of these but it's probably are- good that we're not doing that. It could scar people for life. You know, hearing <laughs> some of these stories as children, I mean, that can mess with you. Well, so maybe. thank you, humans who said this is maybe. not a good idea. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, you know, because they don't, they don't want to tell these kids anything bad anymore. I mean, Steph's geez, like, I'm up that. for the old school punishment. Let's keep it I going. <laughs> Torture. <I am. laughs> well, no, but I mean, you know, I mean, geez, let's give these kids something to worry about a little bit. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I think Whatever. there's plenty in this world to worry about without telling them there that is. Krampus is going to come and beat them if they're well, that bad. That is true. But, you know, maybe they need to have the fear put in them so they behave a little more because I think the kids nowadays are a little out of control. A lot of them, anyway, you know? So, I don't mm. know. Maybe if they were worried about Grilla and Krampus and all these guys, maybe they would be good. I don't know. You know? So, anyway. I don't know that we're any... <laughs> worse as kids nowadays than anyone ever has been you know it's funny because we you know each generation looks back and they're like we weren't this bad oh yes we were yes we were we were naughty we did the horrible things too and said things and everybody did well not everybody but every generation had their moments so i'm not saying that any generation is like i won't point fingers at this generation because no no well you know, so so my family, so I'm the baby of a bunch of kids, and my sister is 15 years older than I am. So she was born right at the end of World War II, for example. And so, you know, that generation up until like the 60-ish line is known as the baby boomers. But then everybody born after that is kind of like this lost generation, right? Because we don't fit in with the baby boomers, and we don't fit in with Generation X. I think it's X is the next Mm -hmm. one, you know? And so we're that generation, you know? And it's like, I, you know, my brother who's five years older than me, right? So he's, but I don't really consider him a baby boomer either because he has different ideas too, you know? But man, the things he did, let me tell you, I had to be good because my mom put a fence up in the yard so I wouldn't run. And I mean, you know, all kinds of stuff. I didn't have a choice, you know? Although they say I'm the most spoiled of the bunch, but I don't, I don't know if that's true either. So <laughs> I just remember seeing all the things he did and now my mama would cry and it's like, oh, I got to be good, you know, although I'm pretty sure I did a few things too. I'm, you know, but. I'm pretty sure of that too. <laughs> I can only guess. I know, right? <laughs> so, but, yeah, ahead, this Krampus like, thing though, it's yeah, pretty interesting. It is. Um, I was doing a little research into Minnesota and Krampus. There's actually an organization. It's a nonprofit, so there's no like paid employees. This is a group of people that gets together mm-hmm. to do the Minnesota Krampus. It's the it's a like a Minis- It's called Minnesota Krampus. Yeah. Founded in 2014 to promote the culture and customs of the winter holiday traditions from the area around Salzburg, Australia. And they do public performances, events, and literature. So um, it's an organization that aims to foster stronger relationships between all the members, Alpine Heritage, and provide... Oh, they do scholarships uh, to college students studying cultural or historic topics involving the Alps and its people. So very specified. But so it's cool because this is... They're almost 10 years old, started in 2014. And I was looking at their the videos and stuff that they have um, they're on social media mm-hmm. and it's these costumes that they wear are impressive 
impressive. So I'm going to put a link up in the chat room for their Facebook page so you guys can check out some of the stuff that they've been doing lately. Um, It's, I mean, these costumes, you have to check out these costumes. I am like in awe of how cool they are. And to me, this is outer limits for the type of costumes that they have. And they're just impressive. Do they have, so do they do a, um, so I see Minnesota Krampus European Christmas Market. Is that by them too? Well, no, I think they go to different things. Okay. You know, so they'll be at certain, you know, there's, I've seen that they've had, um, where they'll be at breweries and festivals. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if they just walk around. I They might probably have a booth then as well. So people can check out their, their nonprofit organization oh, yeah. um, and possibly come involved if they wanted to. But one of the, like these pictures are like some of these costumes are. I see. I see. I mean, they're scary as all get out. Oh, and good. Yeah. They're good. They are good. But yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy talk. Yeah, so, I, wonder who, I wonder who they get to make these costumes because they are. They're good, aren't they? They are and they've, good. I mean, they've got to be expensive. I can't even imagine. But I'm just looking at some of them going, whoa, this is. Yeah. You're not going to be cold outside. That's for sure. Wearing one of these. No, because they're You quite can't probably do this all year round. You'd melt in the summertime. Mm-hmm. That. I mean, it's head to toe fake fur, these impressive headpieces, big horns. It's probably heavy, too, I would imagine. I would, yeah. I I wouldn't want to wear it. I think it would be very cumbersome, you know? Well, Um, I guess it depends on, I mean, some of these, they look like they're having a pretty good time. They do. They do absolutely look like they're having fun. So, yeah, so I wonder if they're going to be at that market this weekend. That would be fun, wouldn't it? I mean, it would be Mm -hmm. fun to be there. We'll have to have a look and see. Yeah, there's. it looks like uh, December 15th <clears throat> here in Minnesota, uh, the European Christmas Market, uh, December, they'll be December 15th at 7.30. So I don't know if they're doing some kind of, or you know, organized mm-hmm. show or just appearing at the market at that time and walking around. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like it's at... Um, Oh, it's at the Turf Club in St. Paul. And there's an impaler. An impaler, really? That's just craziness. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, yeah, so if you're into that, look it up. So that's happening on the 15th, which is Friday. So, goodness. All right. Yeah, that's, um, yeah ah! I guess. An impaler for Christmas. Him, right? Yeah. What do you wish you had for Christmas? An impaler. An impaler. <laughs> Goodness. Who wouldn't want right. Uh, right. to have something like that in their lives over the holiday season? I, I, I know. It's kind of just the opposite of the light and bright and merry, right? Well, you know, it's Santa has his toy factory in Minnesota Krampus. They have their impaler. So, mm-hmm. good. Good. All right. Well, we have blown past our break time, so we need to go on break. This is the Gathering Radio Show right here at the Para-X Radio Network. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. 
Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. truly unique podcast experience we have you covered spirit by you with cj dunham airs live from the third coast in southeast texas on tuesday and fridays at midnight eastern time covering creole folklore and folk magic to strange paranormal activity to new equipment for the field cj dunham is a catholic swamp witch a devotee to our mother mary and the trinity a true believer in our lord the holy ghost and christ peace be with your spirit and the spirits by you Anywhere. Thanks for making Para-X part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. In our first half of the show, we've been talking about Krampus and creepy Christmas cryptids. And so far, we haven't gotten past Krampus because (laughs) there's some really, really good stuff when it comes to Krampus. But I wanted to to kick off the second half of the show with one of my favorites, who is Grilla yeah. and the Yule Lads. Me now, too. I know we've talked about her on previous shows, mm-hmm. but the Yule Lads, you can't get past some of the names of these Yule Lads. <laughs> now, there's supposed to be 13 Yule Lads, but at one point there was up to like 82, I think. Yeah. And really, um, Grilla is considered, she is the child-eating ogress. Mm-hmm. So this is where we get a little... Um, this mm-hmm. is not okay to talk about this with your children and uh, <laughs> symbolic of hunger and scarcity of food, which is, you know, we're looking at the winter time yeah. and, you know, the there's nothing growing. There's, you know, so you really had to either be prepared or be hungry, right? And you still might be hungry even if you were prepared. But so they, they talk about these 13 sons of Grilla coming down out of the mountains into the towns and farms one by one. So as the days get shorter, the nights get longer, it gets colder. It's harder, you know, to find their scarcity of food, their scarcity of warmth. These these lads are supposed to be coming in and kind of taking over one by one. And by Christmas Eve or Yule time, they have completely reclaimed the land. Mm-hmm. And then as the sun is starting to gain strength and we get some more time each day, then they retreat one by one and go back up into the mountains. And um, it's funny because we were just talking about using these nasty stories again you know with to keep your children in line yeah and actually i was reading this and in 18th century there was a royal decree and i don't know exactly where about religious practice and domestic discipline banning parents from using horror stories and monsters to threaten their children oh (laughs) really they yeah they were like quit it this is not okay 
And the stories became much tamer, leading to far more generous and only slightly naughty characters that you see today. So here are some of the, I have to read some of the Yule Lad (laughs) names because they're very, and I have to get close because let me move here so I can see some of these. And I won't say the... um, the name that's in another language because I I would hack that up and it wouldn't be funny because some of these translated to English are hysterical. So the first one is Sheep Coat Clod. <laughs> then we have Gully Gawk, <laughs> Stubby, Spoon Licker, Spoon Licker, Pot Licker. Yes. Is Brother Bowl Licker. Then uh, looks like a distant cousin Door Slammer and uh, sk- Sky Gobbler. Here is and, a, it's yogurt. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There, he's holding yogurt. Well, if yep. you had me around, he's not going to be much left. Uh, the yep. sausage swiper. There's a window peeper. <laughs> not cool. Doorway sniffer. Mm. Meat hook. Meat hook. Meat hook. <clears throat> well, he probably swipes your, your little pot roast or something off I'm of sure. the stove. Uh, the candle stealer, which is not cool. You got your little light there. Then we have... Uh, Grilla, of course, and um, the husband, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but it looks like they say he's not nasty. He's he's lazy. He's lazy. And <laughs> oh, the husband lazy. Okay. So I always thought that was pretty uh, interesting. And this is from Iceland. It well, and originated. That, well, and they say that Grilla, if you are misbehaving, they would tell their kids that Grilla could come and abduct them and then bring them back to the wherever they live and boil them up. <laughs> yeah, she'll eat them. <laughs> yeah. And probably them. feed them to her hungry lads there. Yes. 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 Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. not okay. Not okay. Well, and I can then see it where they says, put a ban on that. That's disturbing. Well, it is, and then it, it also says the children will leave a shoe on the window, say a windowsill, similar to Saint Nicholas. The Yule lads also leave gifts filled and fill with sweets if they are good. However, if the children are naughty, they can expect rotting potatoes. Oh, well, that's not so bad, you know. I mean. Not exactly good, but oh, goodness. All right. So when we talk about Grilla, we also have to talk about the Yule Cat, you know. Yeah. Um, really don't know how to pronounce the name in Icelandic, which is really Norwegian. You would think I would have this down, but I really don't. It's it's like Jolakuturin or something. Um, and she belongs to Grilla. And she is described as a, the Yule Cat is described as a giant, hunched back, and vicious, with whiskers like razor blades, blazing eyes, and terrible claws. She prowls through town looking through children's windows to see if they have received new clothes on Christmas Eve. And if they, if they have, then they're good kids, right? Because as we talked about, they've done their work, everything's done, they have food in the house, um, the Yule cat would move to the next house and leave them alone. But if they were seen without the new clothes, she would first steal their Christmas dinner and then eat them. Ah! Yeah. Uh, it dates back to the eight to the 19th century at a time when many families relied heavily on wool production for work. Because of this, receiving clothes as a present 
would imply that all chores had been completed. Lazy children who did not help would get nothing. And the Yule's cat wrap. There you go. Yeah, this is just... Yeah, there's that name. Jerry typed it out. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. Uh, Jola Cotren or something, because you know the O is long. So Jola Cotren. I'm not sure. Yola Cotren. I'm guessing the, the J sounds like a Y, so it's Yola Cotren. Maybe that's how you say it. I don't know. It's a cool word, though. But It looks impressive, and I have no idea how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to try. Yeah. Anyway, the Yule cat and Grilla and all of the Yule lads. Interesting. Iceland. Iceland is an interesting place, apparently. Scary, it sounds like. I mean, Scary. I've only yep. hopped through it on a plane, landed there for a little bit, but it's like, do I want to leave the airport anymore? I don't know about that. It's dark. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't know. I, I think don't know. Okay. I, I would love to go to Iceland sometime. I would too, actually. I would love to go there. Um, yeah. But reading this, it makes you kind of second guess <laughs> it for a second. Yeah, I think, you know, someday I'll get to Norway. And then when I go there, we'll stop in Iceland too and spend a, a couple of days just to tour, toodle around and have a look and see if we can find Grilla and the Yule Lads and the Yule Cat, right? I don't know. Whatever. It'd be fun to do. Um, so talking so, about... Scandahuvian scary things. So I don't know if it's pronounced Lassie or Lucy, but in um, Norway and Sweden, they celebrate St. Lucia's Day, which for them is this Lucy character, Lassie, L-U-S-S-I. I I think it's Lucy. Um, So that's tomorrow, actually. And on December 13th, um, it was then back in the day considered to be the the winter solstice for whatever reason um and the night was previously known as lucy's night and she is a demonic woman accompanied by demons and evil spirits and um it also talks about this is the winter solstice is a time where the veil between the living and the spiritual world is said to be thinner and lucy and her entourage of ghouls would fly over towns to see if years, if the year's work had been done. And if not, there would be consequences. Adults and children alike would ward off her by painting crosses on the walls of their homes. It was believed she would snatch children from their beds, smash chimneys, kill crops and livestock, or even kill those who were not in their beds at night. And people had to stay up and watch their farms. I mean was kind of a deal you know so i had never heard that till i found this so hmm. lucy i don't know if it's lassie or lucy or how you pronounce it really in norwegian you know but something like that so because it's l-u-s-s-i rather than l-u-c-i so um oh interesting but yeah hmm. another dark tale right yeah well there's a, quite a few actually um Dark tales. I was reading about uh, Frau. I don't know if I'm going to say this right. Frau Perchta, Perchta, mm-hmm. and she does some damage over the 12 days of Christmas, so December 25th through Epiphany, which is on January 6th. And she is known for her gruesome punishment of the sinful. She Ooh. will rip out your internal organs and replace them with garbage. Oh my! Right. Oh. And she's got 12 days to make this happen. So you're not safe after day one, folks. So step up. You better 
better be good for goodness sake or Perkta is going to come and rip out your organs and replace them with garbage. <laughs> uh, children are not exempt. Um, yeah, it sounds like she'll come and uh, take out the organs of children as well and um, stuff it with, uh, what did they say? She, There was another one that said she'll stuff their uh, innards with a straw, I think. If they were not, um, oh yeah, if they forget to leave food out on Christmas Eve or the house is messy or non-traditional food is eaten on her feast day, she's known to slice open a child's belly, rip out their innards and fill the holes with straw and pebbles. Oh my God. Right? Like how, there's actually a picture of her holding up like, like a drawing of her holding up innards. That's lovely. Yeah, they they Ugh. need to stop. I'm glad they stopped doing it. This that's terrible. Well, and Talk. it says that she appears in two different forms: um, a beautiful lady with hair as white as snow, or a haggard old woman dressed in rags wearing an iron beak. Okay, so she might be beautiful. She may be a monsterish looking, uh, you know, affair. Um, Many depictions show her carrying a cane or concealing a long, sharp knife to cut those bellies, take the innards out, and put <laughs> a straw in there, you know? My goodness. But, but on the other hand, it says, if the houses are kept clean and all the spinning of wool or flax has been completed before Christmas Day, children may find a silver coin left as a present. So... You know, punishing the bad. There we go again. The good and the bad. The good get, you know, rewarded and the bad get their tummies split open and, you know, stuff. So, yeah, that's that's not okay. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I'm stunned. You know, and I I read about this stuff every year because I'm just kind of I'm kind of curious and it is shocking (laughs) every year. Because you think, would you really tell your kids that? But no, I, clearly people did. Yeah. Um, so, because why would this hang on for this long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at some of these others. So there's um, Hans Trap, And he's, uh, of our evil Christmas creatures, Hans Trap is the only one based on a real person. Um. Oh, except this guy, the actual guy never hurt children, but he caused havoc. So uh, it says the ghost of Hans Trapp has appeared disguised as a cloaked scarecrow. Mm -hmm. The story goes he was a cruel man of great wealth, and he was believed to have acquired his riches through dark magic and pacts with demons. Mm -hmm. And he was excommunicated by the church, losing all of his property and money. And they banished him to the woods in in the nearby German, German area. Driven mad by isolation, wanting revenge on vill- villagers, he hatched a plan to disguise himself as a scarecrow and steal a child to eat. Oh my God. What is with eating children and ripping them open? Know. This is terrible. I don't know. He waited in a field until a young farm boy walked past. He stabbed him with a sharp stick and brought him to his lair to cook him. <gasps> Just as he was about to take his first bite, he was struck by lightning and died. Well, God. okay. Oh, my God. And so it says his spirit raises, rises from the dead every Christmas, abducting naughty children into the forest where they will never be seen again. Okay. Goodness. Here we go again. 
telling kids the forest is a bad place. The forest is not a bad place. So, you know, oh, my God. I don't know. Yeah, these these stories are just atrocious, aren't they? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my, 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 my. Well, and, you know, we talked, I think, last year maybe about this um, tradition in the U.K. where they are in, you know, Wales, where they take the horse's skull. Um, Gray Mare is a Welsh tradition in which a horse's skull is mounted on a stick with a white cloak usually decorated with bells and ribbons. A person will hide underneath and operate the horse's movement. Um, the horse is accompanied by a group dressed as jesters or characters such as Punch and Judy. And they will, you know, mischief. They cause mischief. Once they gain entry to homes, they um, just do crazy things. But it also says, um, although it sounds terrifying, they're usually harmless. It is very bad luck to turn them away as they banish all bad luck from the previous years. So, hey, let them in. Let them in. You know, (laughs) that's a good one. That's a good one, maybe, huh? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's so many here. There's just like they never cease to amaze me. My goodness. Yeah. So I'm reading about Father Whipper, who's French in the French legend. This uh, That's the translation, English translation, begins with an evil butcher who craved children to eat. This ah, is unreal. God. Oh so it was either God. he or his wife. Yeah, he or his wife would lure boy. They Well, this, this is what they said. They lured three boys into the butcher shop where he killed them, chopped them up, and salted them. St. Nicholas came to the rescue, resurrected the boys, Took and took custody of the butcher. The captive butcher became Father Whipper, and he was Saint Nicholas's servant, whose job is is, is to dispense punishment to bad children on the, on Saint Nicholas Day. So, so the guy says, "You are a serial killer. Why don't you come and work for me?" Basically, yeah. that's what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. You're a a sick, twisted individual who kills and eats children. You're a serial killer cannibal. Come mm-hmm. work for me. Mm-hmm. And you can do my dirty work. That's basically what they're saying here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Santa, what's wrong with you? St. Nicholas. Not yeah. cool. It isn't cool. That is, ooh. I, I don't. Not like, okay. I don't like it. No. Um. I think that's the last person you'd want on your team is a serial killer cannibal. Right? Right. Just saying. Just saying. No. no. Maybe not the right guy for the job. No, 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 no. That's um, all I'm saying on that one. It's terrible. These are disturbing. It is just, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> well, I won't go that yeah. far. I mean, because no. thankfully the stuff doesn't actually happen. No. Because what. Who came? Who comes up with this though? It's someone who has really naughty children, and well, they're trying to get them to shape up for a few days so they get a break, I guess. So you come up with the most vile, horrific oh, thing you can think of. Children eaters. To get them to chill out for a minute. Yeah, I just think, oh my goodness. So I was also looking up some other things, and I'm not sure these are necessarily monsters, but it talks about. Um, have you seen this? It's about it's 
Holda. Holda is a Germanic goddess that can be found in the folklore of Scandinavia, Northern Germany, and the Alpine regions of Slovenia, Austria, Switzerland, and South Tyrol. And she spends nights between Christmas and Epiphany traveling via wagon or on horseback as the leader of a ghostly hunting party. Her spiritual poterie are believed to be the souls of unbaptized infants and those not yet ready to enter heaven. Holda, as one of the chief figures of witchcraft of the traditions of the German-speaking Catholics, may have a connection to the Greek goddess of Diana. You know, I don't remember the Greek goddess of Diana doing such awful things. Um, okay, that's still is scary, right? That is a scary thing, too, although it doesn't talk about, you know, eating children, but she's got children ghosts who are, you know, children spirits. Oh, yeah, still God. not okay. I don't know. Disturbing. Yes. Yeah. We're getting this all out of the way so that when we have our holiday show next week, we talk about Good things. better things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to put it out there because, yeah, next week is our holiday show. And yeah. if you join us in the chat room, bring your your things that you like to do this time of year. It doesn't have to necessarily be holiday related. But what do you like to do this time of year? If it's avoid people and all right. things that have to do with crowds, hey, that's a thing. So. Lay it on us. Let us know what you like to do this time of year. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking about maybe traditions or um, things that you look forward to or look forward to getting past, like having it over. Let's talk about that next week. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, not everybody enjoys the holidays, you know, and. um, And not everybody celebrates any holidays right now. Right. Right. It's just, you know, another day, you know. Or days, but it is the end of the year. So I think even if you don't celebrate those, we need to think about, it's a time to think about what has occurred this year. This year has been a very tumultuous year, I think, for me, anyway. Um, I'm happy to see it go bye-bye. You know, time for a new year. (laughs) So, but... Yeah, so there's just lots lots going on, lots of astrological things happening. You know, the new moon tonight, the uh, Mercury retrograde, there's the meteor showers happening tonight and tomorrow night. You can get out, try to look for them. Do so, even if you have to wait till the weekend because, you know, you have to, you have to work early tomorrow morning and you can't get up at midnight-ish to go look. Midnight, <laughs> yeah, 12-ish. Wait till the weekend, and then I'm sure you'll see some. It probably won't be as many as right now and tomorrow, but um, that's kind of a fun thing to do in winter because it's so crisp and clear at night, you know? Perfect time to stargaze. But it is. Yeah. Just put on your, your layers yeah. and set your alarm for midnight-ish <laughs> and take a walk outside. I mean, you had to get up and go to the restroom anyway, so just Absolutely. head on further to the front door, yeah. take a look outside quick, and scurry yeah. back to bed. Get your boots. See if you catch a meteor or two. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't even think you need to necessarily be out in the boonies anywhere, I think, because it'll be, if it's a dark, it's a new moon, so the sky's Well, I think if you've got city lights around, it might be tough. It'll make it uh, tough. To see. Yep. But, you, you know, be able to you can certainly try. I mean, mm-hmm. why not? See what happens. Mm-hmm. But, or you can get adventurous and hop in the car and drive a little bit 
a little bit one way to get out of the lights a little bit. You know, for me, it's easy to just drive a little north on 35, you know, and there we are. So that does that mean you're going to do it? I don't know. We'll see. You know, I'm such an early to bed person lately. I'm getting so old, Heidi. Can I just say? Oh, oh my gosh. God. I'm just. <laughs> but I get up earlier and earlier, Please. too. You know what I mean? So it's like early to bed, early to rise. But maybe we'll have to see, you know. But I'll always do fun. it. Maybe I don't have to get up early tomorrow. Will. Maybe the Northern Lights will be out, too. That would be I good. work later tomorrow, so I might do it. I might stay up. Or, you know what? Here's what I do. So I go to, you know, I work on stuff or I sit down and watch some TV at, like, 9, 30, 10. Mm-hmm. And then I get up and take the dogs out at, you know, if I fall asleep, I'll take the dogs out at, like, 11, 30, 12, 1, whatever time it is, before I go to bed. So... Mm-hmm. And I'm out in the country, though, so I can just take the dogs outside, and then I just look up, and it's mm-hmm. beautiful. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll do that tonight, just uh, mm-hmm. unless if I can't stay up, because yeah. I'll see if I can. If I wake up, and then I'll take the dogs out at midnight-ish. Mm-hmm. Midnight-ish. Catch some, <laughs> catch some, uh, some meteors. Well, I mean, I think they said that's the peak time, so I bet even if you went out, I mean, it's been dark for hours already, right? So I'm guessing... Right. If you even went out at 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go out soon. I'm going to go out when we're done here and just see. But if I'm not catching anything and I'm out there for five, 10 minutes, I might boogie on in and then go back out at midnight-ish and -hmm. see if I can uh, (laughs) see some more action out there. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Well, this has been a super fun show and I'm not sure what my dog is doing. She just went downstairs and she never goes down there. So I wonder what she's up to. (laughs) Interesting. She's, she's terrified from all the things that we've been talking about tonight. She's going to go hide out in the basement now. I don't know, but oh my gosh. Yeah. She never goes down there. Hmm. Well, interesting. So Fun stuff. And then next week will be, like you said, our uh, Christmas edition. So bring all your stuff in and we'll tell you ours and, you know, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah. I'm thinking about, I'm like, how am I going to do? <laughs> so I started thinking about this. I'm like, oh, we're still going. Because I'm thinking about what we're going to, and what I'm going to do tonight. Like, how am I going to see this meteor shower? And actually, I was reading about it too, that there's um, some interesting things happening with, the, it's the new moon meteor shower, and there's some kind of, mer- uh, no, it's not just Mercury retrograde, there's some kind of interaction with the planet uh, too, not just retrograde. So I was reading oh. about that going, oh, this is interesting. And then I realized we have to finish the show. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. I kind of thought, oh, it's time. Yeah, I know. We're just uh, kind of all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. So anyway, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, thank you to the troops who are maybe listening. Thank you for your service. And please be safe. Yes, be safe. Thank you for, mm-hmm. for everything you do. And everybody in the chat room, thanks for your chatter here tonight. Come back next week with your... Uh, what you do this time of year stories and everybody out there uh, listening to us thank you for joining us once again this week we love having you here Para X Radio Network thank you so much for hosting us again we love being here and Sarge most amazing producer on the planet once again you pulled it all together and we appreciate you a ton yeah for sure thanks everyone we'll see you next week <laughs>